I know that today's episode will sound a little bit like a commercial, and uh, to some extent it is, but I would still encourage you to listen to it because it is a commercial for something that you might be interested in. Let's just say that I wouldn't even be developing this program, the program I'm going to tell you, and this is the biggest program that I have developed so far, if I didn't think that you would get a lot of value from it. So I'm doing it now. I'm, I'm telling you about this program now because the first masterclass will take place pretty soon. And that's in January 25th through 27th, 2023 in Dallas. Now, I'm not going to make any sales pitches here. I'm, I'm not going to put pressure because the space is limited and I'm not going to give you a special price that expires in 24 hours. Uh, and I'm not going to give you some money back guarantee or special bonuses if you sign up in the next 24 hours. You're going to get none of that. I'm not even going to tell you what the price is. I'll, I'll tell you where to find more information. I'll tell, I'll tell you where the brochure is, where the videos are and, and more, but I'm, I'm not even going to tell you what the price is. I really just want to tell you about this program. And I actually want to start with why. Why did I decide to build a three-day masterclass program for HR managers? And how did the relationship with my partner, Dallas HR, started? And that's, that's a funny story by itself. Welcome to The Trust Show. I'm Yoram Solomon, your host, the author of The Book of Trust and facilitator of The Trust Habits Workshop. My mission is simple. I want to help you form habits that build your trustworthiness because the answer to this question will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? I don't need to tell you how important trust is to your organization, but I will anyway, just, just to remind you, and, and it's going to be in three areas. Uh, it's going to be in the area of the employees. Uh, how do, what, what is the employee experience when you have high trust versus low trust? And that's, if you're an HR in the area of HR, that is your direct responsibility. Uh, I'm going to tell you about the, an, an intermediate level, such as uh, the organizational behavior, the organizational culture that, you know, we can argue that's part of your role, but that leads to the third area, which is the organizational outcomes, which is going to be very important for you when you need to sell this program to your managers. The, the data, the numbers that I'm going to give you here, uh, some of them, actually a small minority of them, came from my own research. Others came from research done by other researchers in different areas. Um, and in the Book of Trust, I actually have all those numbers uh, with the references of uh, who did the research, how did they do the research. But I'll skip straight to the numbers. Let, let's start with uh, the areas in your direct responsibilities. How do employees in a high-trust organization, what is their experience compared to a low-trust uh, organization? 74% less stress. You know how stress is, right? 106% uh, more energy, 60% more joy at work, 56% high job satisfaction, 
So, you know, the last two, we can say uh, they're kind of similar, but they just came from different pieces of research, research done by other people. I'm glad that the numbers are kind of tied together between 56 to 60% joy and job satisfaction. 76% higher engagement, 50% more likely to stay one more year, at least. 70% feel that they're more aligned with the company, with the mission, the vision. 41% higher sense of accomplishment. 88% more likely to recommend this place to family and friends. And you know how hard it is to bring new employees. And, uh, you know, the fifth law of trust is that trust is transferable. And if a new employee trusts somebody that is 88% more likely to say this is a good company to work for, that's important for you in recruiting. 40% less burnout and 13% fewer sick days. Let me go to the organizational behaviors that I talked about in the culture. In, in a high trust organization, leaders give 67% more higher, more autonomy. And what I found in my own doctoral research is that that was one of the strongest predictors of productivity and uh, innovativeness and, and innovation in the company. Employees are 71%, they have a 71% higher ability to hold a constructive disagreement. And that's because they are 240% more likely or more willing to be vulnerable with one another, 106% more willing to give the other person the feedback they need to hear and not what you think they want to hear, and 76% more receptive to feedback. I know these sounds kind of uh, uh, very soft, you know, touchy-feely, but those are the ones that lead to the outcomes that I'll talk about next. In high-trust organization, and again, different research, 64% more productive and innovative. The companies, the companies are 64% more productive and innovative. The company can hold a 29.6% price premium on their products and services compared to a low-trust company. Projects in the company finish 45% more on time and on budget and on specifications as, as originally planned. And the companies deliver 286% higher shareholder return. There is one more statistic that I didn't include it here because it really did not have uh, specific percentages. I saw a research that shows that you are dramatically more likely to be one of the top 100 companies to work for if you have a culture of trust built into the company. So I guess I made the case, and, and you already know that. You already know how trust important, how is trust important to your company. But how do you build trust? How do you build trust in your organization? So I, I looked at it, and it has four layers. The lowest layer is the motivation. You don't do something that you're not motivated to do. The organization is not going to do something that it's not motivated to do. You're not going to be able to pull an initiative of building trust in your organization if neither, and it really has to be both you and the organization and the management are not motivated enough. 
The, the funny thing is that it's not going to cost money as much as it is effort and doing the right thing. So we start with the motivation. First, why is trust important? I kind of gave you that uh, in, in this opening. Uh, and it's important to me as an individual. It's important to my team. It's important to the entire organization. And obviously, it's important to the HR manager. That, that first part, that first layer is also the, the understanding that trust is relative. That the trust is not a one-size-fits-all. It has to be tailored for every, every specific individual relationship. I wish, you know, that there was a checklist, an absolute and universal checklist, but it's not. Trust is relative. Uh, the second is that the focus of trust is trustworthiness. Because as the eighth law of trust says, uh, the trust that I have in you is the product of your trustworthiness and my trustability, my willingness to trust people. And it's very hard to affect my trustability. So the focus has to be on trustworthiness, your trustworthiness, or any employee's trustworthiness. And listen, we have to pass that motivation part before we move on. But let's say that we have. Let's say that we understand that motivation is important, and that the trust is important. We're motivated to do something. Now the question is, what is trust? So the, if the level one is motivation, level two is understanding. Understanding what is trust. Understanding how trust behaves. You already know that I have the eight laws of trust. So that understanding and, and the understanding of what makes a person trustworthy through my relative trustworthiness model, now you know what makes person A trust person B. So theoretically, now you know you're motivated, you understand trust, but now the question is, what do you do about it? So layer three is the process. And the process that, that I developed is called Trust Habits. Uh, and uh, it's a seven-step process. And uh, this is something that's, that's kind of unique to my approach. Uh, and, and I'll talk a little more about it later. That, uh, or, or maybe that, that's where I'll talk about that. Uh, trust habits is unique, not only in the fact that it considers that trust is relative, that trust is reciprocal, that you can affect another person's trustworthiness uh, by being ahead of their trustworthiness in the level of trust that you extend to them. But this process here, or, or, or trust habits, is unique that it exists in the intersection of the science of trust and the science of habit building, habit forming. Because if you don't form new habits, you're stuck on understanding. Now you know why people don't trust you, or at least don't trust you as much as you want to be trusted, or as much as the organization needs you to be trusted. But you're stuck with that understanding. And in order to make it real, in order to make it work, in order to make a change, you have to form a new habit that will change behaviors, that will build trust and transform the organization. So level three is the process. Level one was motivation. Level two, understanding. Level three is the process. And typically, that's what I would do in a workshop. So in my half-day trust habits workshop, in my full-day trust habits workshop, that's what I do. Every person who attends it uh, 
builds their own plan to become more trusted in a specific relationship. And typically, the same things that you're doing that's ho- that are holding you back from being more trusted in one relationship will spill over to others. So at the end of the workshop, you are building this plan for yourself to be more trusted. And, and this, in essence, is the first, really, the first day of, uh, or three quarters of a day of the three-day workshop. You're probably going, wait, why the music? Uh, where's the fourth layer? You said you promised fourth layer. I want the fourth layer. Well, uh, the fourth level is something that I need to talk about specifically and, and individually. Uh, that's the layer of coaching others. It's one thing to know how to do it yourself. It's another thing to know how to coach others. And that's what turns this half-day to full-day Trust Habits uh, uh, workshop into a three-day HR training or masterclass. How do you apply this not just to yourself, but how can you coach others through it? Why did I even decide to add the fourth layer? So, uh, you know, when I look at, at the workshops that I do, there are several critical uh, parts to it, the critical um, components to it, that, that if they're done wrong, and, and unfortunately, that the way we're doing it uh, is me standing and everybody there, everybody in the audience is responsible for developing their own plan. I'm, I'm not developing their plan. If I'm sitting in front of an audience of 200 people, they're going to be 200 different plans. I would be surprised if any two plans will be uh, similar. But the importance of identifying the right relationship, which is step one of the process, and the right behavior, which is step two of the process, two and three, they're critical. And if you start that wrong, the entire process, the the new habit that you're going to form is not going to be the right habit. So that's why it was so important for me to make sure that I really trained somebody and, and scaled this. The, the, the other component that's really important is the accountability partner. And, and I talk a lot, uh, accountability partner is actually step six in the trust habits process. And without an accountability partner, your probability or the probability of your success in this process probably drops by about 50%. So you need an accountability partner. I can't be your accountability partner. So I, I thought about how do I scale this so that I will have more impact uh, in, in over more and more organizations. It, it can't scale based on me being the accountability partner. I'm only one person and I really want to affect, uh, I'll be honest with you, every single organization in the world, except our enemies. I don't want them to build trust. I want them to be very, very ineffective and uh, inefficient and not innovative. I digress. So I want to help as many organizations as possible, but it's not scalable if it relies on me. And I thought about uh, scaling the business uh, by growing it into the area of coaching and hiring coaches. Even that's not going to be as scalable and impactful as training you to do it in your own organization. You know, 
the first business book I ever read was called, uh, it was Built to Last by Collins and Poraz. There was one statement there that, that really, really appealed to me. And it was, don't be a time teller. Uh, so be a clockmaker, not a time teller. So don't, don't be the person that tells the time. When I deliver a regular workshop, I kind of tell the time. I, I guess the last, the, the third layer, the process is when you're starting to do something. But if I can train you to, be, to do that in your organization, I'm, I'm going to make less money. There's no doubt about that, but that's not my focus. I'm going to really be a clockmaker. And really, that's what my, my father was. My father was a clockmaker for 52 years until the day he, he passed away. So I want to make you, I want to turn you into a clock. I want to train you to build trust in your organization. That's why I added that fourth layer of training you how to coach, not relying on me. And, and the way I'm going to get there is one employee at the time, one HR manager at the time. You may have noticed that, that I focus on the HR function uh, as, as being the, the ideal target of who should attend this masterclass, who should get this training. And, and it's actually, it's, it's suitable for every leader, a general manager, a project manager, uh, whether you have official, in any leadership position, whether or not you have an official authority or not, if you can influence employees in the organization, this could just be a team leader that, that gets this training. Uh, my focus on HR was because HR people are already trained. They're already experienced. They're already passionate about human skills and organizational culture in general. That's, that's in their role. That's in your role. So it, it's, it's a lot easier for you to grab, to grasp what, what I'm talking about and, and, and use it with very little training. I mean, and three days, trust me, three days is very little training to, to train someone on how to deploy trust habits to an entire organization. You're already internal to the organization, you're already there. You know the people, you know the culture, you know the dynamics, you know the company, you know the vision, you know the mission. You know a lot of things that anybody coming from the outside, including myself, would not know. You know, I would come into a company and, and I would hear, well, this is our vision, this is our mission. But when you start talking to the people, if you spend enough time in the company, you're going to see that they actually live another mission or another vision. But you're there. You're already inside the organization. You already know them. You know, I'm, I'm going to be meeting with two people and try to understand why one of them doesn't trust the other. They don't trust me, by the way, enough to share with me what you already know. Because you know them. You've been there. You, you heard the stories. You're right there to serve as the accountability partner, which is a big deal. I already told you. Without an accountability partner, your probability of success is, is drops by 50%. And being the accountability partner is critical to helping others build their trustworthiness. Now, uh, you know, that there is another component. I hate to say it, but you're already paid for. 
Imagine if you want to take an organization with only 50 people and increase the level of trust, and you need coaches for 50 people. How much would that cost? Not to mention, will you find 50 coaches that know how to uh, coach this program? You're there. You're already paid for. Make it part of your job. It's, it's going to cost the company less. I, I know that that's not uh, how you sell something by, by it's going to cost less, but, but you know what? It's a factor, and, and I think it's important. It's, it's important to the success of this program, that, that it's manageable within the budget. Now, is it going to put more on your plate? Of course it will. But it's the type of things that you do. It's the type of things that you're good for, that, you, that you're good at. And it's the type of things that you're already passionate about. You know, I, I remember once hearing that if you want something done, give it to a busy person. I, I'm giving it to you because you're busy. I promised you a story of uh, how the relationship with Dallas HR started. And, and maybe before I, I tell you the story, I'll tell you that the first uh, implementation of this uh, masterclass is going to take place on January 25th through the 27th in 2023. So uh, in two months, uh, it is a full partnership with uh, between me and Dallas HR, which is one of the top, biggest, most powerful SHRM, Society for Human Resource Management, chapters or mega chapters, or I think it's called super mega chapters in the nation. They're the ones that put together one of the biggest and best uh, HR conferences, uh, annual HR conferences, HR Southwest. And, and my contact there has been for the last, I think, about four years, Erin uh, Swain. And I, I have to tell you what I said. She, she invited me to be the keynote in one of their uh, uh, conferences, and, and I delivered the keynote. Uh, but but she, after she introduced me, I got on stage, and I just felt that I had to share um, something about her. And I said, and this is all true, I said, the first words that Erin, the first sentence that Erin ever told me when we met for the first time in person was, I still have your shirt. Let that sink for a minute. Yeah, it it did shock the audience. Uh, I still have your shirt. Well, needless to say, it shocked me when she said that I still have your shirt. And I'm starting to go, what in God's name is she talking about? Well, as she, as it turns out, our first interaction was long before that, and I just didn't remember. See, I ran for the Plano Independent School District Board. Uh, the first election, I think, uh, yeah, it was in 2013. I lost, by the way, but I did have, I made campaign shirts. And Erin, who was a teacher in Plano ISD, asked for a shirt. And so I mailed her a shirt. And... Uh, she supported me when, when I ran. I did fail the first time, but I did win the second time in 2015 and served four years on the board. Well, later that year, Erin won the Teacher of the Year. 
She was the teacher of the year in Plano ISD. And I went there because I, I was involved in education uh, even before and after I lost the 2013 election. I went to the uh, teacher of the year gala when she was announced. And at the end, I went to her. I shook her hand and I said, congratulations for being the teacher of the year. And she said, I still have your shirt, <laughs> my campaign shirt. Anyway, that's, that's how I met Erin. Uh, and it's, it's always a funny story. But um, I, I've been speaking in, in uh, Dallas HR and HR Southwest events uh, even before Erin joined them. And she decided, uh, I don't remember what year it was. I think it was 2017 or 2018. She decided to join, uh, to, to leave teaching and, and uh, uh, she's actually uh, running the events, uh, HR Southwest and all the other events for Dallas HR, which again is one of the top chapters in um, uh, in in. Uh, Sherm National. And, uh, you know, we did one program together beyond uh, HR Southwest. We did one program together. I, I spoke at an event. She brought me in to be the keynote speaker in another event and so on. And one day she called me and she said, listen, trust is important. We, we understand the importance of trust. In fact, uh, one of the events I gave two sessions on was an event called Trust in HR. And she said, listen, trust is important. We want to build a program about trust, more specifically about trust. And we want you to do it. What do you think? And about 10 minutes into the conversation, I said, Aaron, I haven't planned the master class yet at that time. I said, Aaron, I was thinking too. I was thinking about building this masterclass, because I think HR people are in the right position, as, as I explained before, in the right, the perfect position to build trust in the organization if they only get trained, but I can't train them in half a day or a full day. What would you say for a three-day masterclass? That was the other 10 minutes of that call. She loved it, introduced me to Jimmy Taylor, who I love, He's the uh, CEO, the executive director of uh, Dallas HR, and we started planning it. That's, that's how it started. And now this is going to be the first instantiation of the Trust Habits 3-Day HR Masterclass that will take place in January 25th through 27th, 2023. Let's talk a little specifics. What, what does it give you, that, that, that uh, masterclass? After you attend this, you will be able to identify signs of a lack of trust in, in a team, a specific team or the organization in general, especially be able to identify where you have a dependency relationship or relationships that, that are critical to the organization being successful and that there's low trust there. I'll, I'll show you, I'll teach you, I'll train you how to do that. I'll train you to assess what are the unique causes of low trust in that specific relationship or, or any relationship. Narrow them down to one specific behavior that holds a person back from being more trusted by another person. And again, those are critical. The ability to identify that there is a trust issue and what is the cause of that trust issue in a critical relationship is critical for the success of the organization and the success of this program. 
I will train you how to help individuals make a plan that will increase their trustworthiness. And finally, how to coach them, how to mentor them, how to be their accountability partner to double the probability of success of implementing that plan. Let me take you through the high-level agenda for, for the three days. So first of all, it's not three full days. It's the first day starts around noon, so it gives people the, the ability to travel in if they need to, if they're coming from a more remote locations. So we're going to start at noon. Uh, we're starting, or, or right after lunch, we're starting with, an, with introductions, an icebreaker. We're ending, uh, and, and the next session is going to be uh, we're going to talk about trust, the importance of trust, uh, the culture of trust. We're going to talk about the outcome. So, so we're really going to talk about why trust is important. So this, this is kind of the motivation part. The next hour, we're going to talk about the eight laws of trust. Why or how does trust behave? And then we're going to spend the next two hours understanding the relative trustworthiness model. So what makes a person trusted? So even though it's, it's only a half day, it's a long half day uh, that should end about 6 p.m., we're going to cover the first two layers of those four layers I mentioned. The motivation, and, and we're going to go back to motivation on day three, by the way. The motivation and the, uh, the uh, uh, education or, or understanding. Day two is a heavy day. After breakfast, we're going to start with uh, an introduction to coaching because uh, I, we can't rely on any of you having prior coaching experience. So we're going to have a couple of hours. So we, we may break this into two parts, uh, but uh, we, that's the plan right now. So introduction to coaching part one, that's going to be one hour. Then we're going to spend two hours on the trust habits process, individual process, how it applies to an individual. We're going to have a lunch break. After lunch, we're going to have the second part of introduction to coaching. So it would give you some abilities that someone who's trained as a coach has. Then we're going to spend about two hours on how to apply this program, how to direct this program, uh, how to coach others. Now, this is specifically to the trust habits. So I, I call it the HR directed program. How, how do you apply this to others? We're going to spend about an hour on working with teams. So it's one thing that uh, in, in the two hours uh, uh, before that, I'm going to train you on how to apply this to individuals. But in the following hour, we're going to talk about how do you work with teams specifically, uh, the dynamics within a specific team. The last one is the last hour in day two I call it the dreaded decision. Sometimes you need to know that there is a limit to the level of trust that will develop between two individuals or more individuals. And you need to know if this is the time, how to tell if this is the time to say this relationship is just not going to work. And realize and let management in the company realize that there's going to be a trade-off here. You either remove a member from the team and bring somebody else, or even not bring somebody else, 
or you're willing to live with the consequences of low trust because of one individual in the team. Day three starts with breakfast. We're going to talk about general habits. So trust is relative, but there are certain things that uh, are more, I would say, more broader uh, accepted as affecting trust in, in a positive or negative way. We'll talk about them. The next hour is going to be giving you tools to calculate return on investment for management to show them why it's important to deploy this program. Now, when I say investment, I'm not talking about paying me anything. I'm talking about the investment of your time, the investment of, uh, you know, resources really in terms of time and energy, not, not anything else. But you would still need to sell this to management. And in that hour, we're going to give you the tools to how to make the case to why this is important to your management. The next hour is going to be a certification exam. Uh, and it's just so that you can get a certificate at the end. I want to make sure that you understood everything. So we're going to spend some time. You know, there's always going to be Q&A. But in order for you to get a certificate at the end that says you passed it, I need you to pass an exam that shows that you understood. We're going to have a little graduation ceremony, and that's going to be the end of that. So it really ends about half day of day three. So it really is two full days. And by the way, you're going to get 16 SHRM credits for professional development and 16 HRCI credits because we estimate this to be a total of 16 hours. It's probably going to run a little longer, but uh, you're going to get 16 hours. So so it actually gives you uh, good credits for the year. I talked before about what you're going to get in terms of skills and abilities and, and knowledge. But now let's talk about the goodies, okay? The goodies that you're going to get. So first of all, you get to take all the presentations. And, you know, when I say the presentations, uh, there's a slide of me uh, using a fire hose uh, to make a, make a point. You don't need that picture. But everything that's pertinent to the program is going to be there. All the worksheets, all the assessment sheets, all the cheat sheets, uh, checklists, workbooks, all the tools, including digital ones, you're going to get access to them. You're going to get them. You're going to have limited time membership to a private member-only group that I have for continuous support after this masterclass. You'll get several books. You're going to get the... Uh, you know, I, I never tell people to start with the Book of Trust because the Book of Trust, it, it is the most comprehensive book ever written about trust. But uh, to to qualify for that uh, name, it has 550 pages and 190,000 words. But you do get that. You get that because you need that as a reference. You will get the mini Book of Trust as well in the third edition, which is an easier one. And, and this, by the way, is one that I would recommend that you get for your employees as well. You get the workbook of trust that would help apply the seven-step trust habits process. Uh, you'll get some applicable books from the series, Can I Trust You? So probably you're going to get the uh, leader one and the team member one. Uh, and uh, you're going to get the book, Culture Starts With You, Not Your Boss. And I'll talk more about that book uh, during uh, the uh, masterclass. But uh, that book was actually uh, on July 29th, if I'm not mistaken, 2017 was the first time that I wrote a chapter about 
trust and it was in that book so you'll get that you'll get uh a uh and my and, and combined with dallas hr certificate of completion something that you can frame and, and hang on the wall if if you pass the exam the certification exam i already told you that you're going to get 16 sherm and hrci recertification credits to renew your designation if you need that um now those only apply when you when we're doing this program with a sherm chapter so in this case we're doing it with dallas hr so we can offer that that's not something that i can offer on my own and obviously finally one of the goodies that you get is your ability to change the culture and build trust and transform your organization I promised I'm not even going to tell you how much it costs to participate in this program. can guarantee that it's worth every cent. But here's where you find more information. Registration is actually done on the DallasHR.org website. But, but I created, and they, they have a website uh, for this uh, masterclass. I'll, I'll give you my website for it. It's just simply TrustHabits.com slash masterclass. Once again, trusthabits.com slash masterclass. You're going to find more information. Once you hit register, it will take you to the DallasHR.org website to register there. Uh, This is, again, a partnership between me and Dallas HR. The first event is going to be January 25th uh, in Dallas, uh, actually in the Dallas HR offices. They have a very nice conference room. Uh, that can can hold up to 50 people. But but if you're another Sherm chapter or or you're a large company with a big enough HR department that you want this this training to be done in your organization, just reach out to me and, and we'll figure out how to do that. My my goal is to to impact the level of trust in as many as organi- organizations as possible. This is the end of this podcast. You may have noticed my voice is still not back. It typically takes me about three weeks to completely shake off a cold. Uh, I hope I'll have my voice back next week. I hope this was helpful for you. I'm really passionate about this event. I really encourage you to go and check trusthabits.com slash masterclass. What would you like to know about trust and trustworthiness? Let me know and I'll answer it in a future episode. I would love to hear from you. Email me at yoram at thetrustshow.com. If you like this episode, subscribe to the show so you will automatically get notified when I release a new episode. Rate it. Write a review for this podcast because those ratings help not only you, but also others looking for podcasts just like this. If you're looking for more resources to learn about how to build trust, be trusted, or know who to trust, look up my workshops, online courses, books, or go to my website, trusthabits.com. And remember that the answer to these two questions will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? And can you trust me? Thank you for listening or watching The Trust Show.